Calling out all my nerds, freaks, and geeks. It's mob time. Don't chew me, cause the showtime. Go ahead and call the gang up for the one time. Rap food rhymes, got them on the line. And my life's still great, I'm doing just fine. Hands up. What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Blurred Mob, your hub for all things black and nerdy. I'm your host, Foop, joined by my co-host, Ryan. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other streaming service, make sure you hit that follow button so you can get updates from the mob. And if you combatants are watching us on YouTube, make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and turn on those <laughs> bell notifications for future uploads. He already set in the mood for the episode. Facts. But let's, but what's been going on, Ryan? Man, just chill. I know we talked about it off camera a little bit, but for the Texas residents, the, um, I done forgot the name of it. It's something going on in Grapevine. Let me, let me, let me break the, mo- the, um, energy. Main Street Fest in Grapevine, Texas. Beer Fest, multiple beer tastings. I had some great ciders, a nice IPA. I don't think I told you about that one food. Okay. It was a. It was a pretty good IPA, like, because I know some people, if they don't like the taste of beer, they would probably only drink ciders, but the subtle flavors of it, it was solid. They also had, like, a food tasting, where it's like, Taste of Texas, so you get all the local breweries in Texas, mm-hmm. and it was, and they matched up with the food. It was, it was solid. They had some nice set, they had some vendors, nice food spots, live music. It was, it was a nice experience. Great fine Texas, up. Main Street Fest. I'm telling you, it's it's the the summer thing. Like everybody's pulling out all of these outside events and stuff. Like I'm, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Definitely ready. Now? Same old, same old. I'm really just ready to go on vacation. You ever get to that that point where it's <laughs> like, I just need to get to my vacation. Most definitely. Same time last year was in Disney World, wasn't it? Or getting close yeah, to or it? getting ready, getting ready to go. That was fun. All those the Apple memories, Amazon, Snapchat, all them. It's like, look what you were doing a year ago, and I was like, yo, don't remind <laughs> me right now. I'm sitting, I'm at work, slaving for my eighty hours. <laughs> you are showing me all these Disney World pictures. Like, don't threaten me. I will leave right now and go straight to the airport. Look, I'll dig into my savings right now and have two thousand dollars ready for Disney World. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. Like, I will leave work and go straight to the airport. I won't even stop at the house to pack stuff. Like, I'll just buy shit at Disney World. <laughs> Man, bro, especially with that stuff you showed me about with Universal expanding, I can't wait for that. I'm, I've been having a very fun time keeping up with that. Like I've been watching the videos of Epic Universe expanding since like 2021, and mm-hmm. they are making like progress. Like I would not be surprised if they open that park up earlier than when they said it was because it's it's looking like it's going to be very interesting because the eta was may 2025 right summer 2025 you know they like to whenever they say summer 2025 don't think may summer 2025 could be like july august yeah but i definitely would not be surprised if we get to May 2025, a majority of the park is done and they just go ahead and open it. Like, there might be like some minor inconveniences because the park is not fully done, 
But right. I would not be surprised if May 2025 comes around and it's like, you know, Epic Universe is open because Super Nintendo World. So for people who have already went to Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Hollywood, that is a smaller version. Yeah. The one that is opening in Epic Universe is going to be like the one in Universal Studios Japan. That's the big guy. Exactly. They doing How to Train Your Dragon. I wasn't a big How to Train Your Dragon fan, but the world itself, how they're setting it up, looks interesting. The Wizarding World stuff, they're doing a mix of Fantastic Beasts in the original Harry Potter series. So I'm interested to see how that's going to come out. And then they're doing Universal Monsters, which is um, like your Frankenstein, Werewolf, Dracula, all those old horror movies. I am interested in that. I'm actually really interested in that because I want to see if they're going to have some more scary rides similar to like The Mummy. Because I remember Mm -hmm. when I first went to that, it scared the mess out of me. But The only thing I've heard as far as like rides, they're doing like this family coaster that's supposed to be based off a werewolf movie that Universal made a while back. And there's supposed to be a dark ride. So the dark ride, I don't think it's going to be a roller coaster, but I think it, I, if I remember correctly from the last video I saw, they're going to be using the same technology that they used in the Harry Potter ride, the forbidden journey. Okay. For this one. So, I would be excited for that. I'm interested in the whole park itself. I'm, mm-hmm. But I already know that it's going to be a hot mess as far as like population once 2025 drops. Oh. They might have to see me like a year after that. Those lines going to be so crazy. Like, unless we go like at the end of summer, like mid September like, type timing, they when really the kids say, in school. They really say like the best time to go is like October. Before the rain and all that start kicking in, that makes yeah. sense. Or like in, I also heard that it's the best time to go is maybe like in December or so. Mm-hmm. So. I I wouldn't be against like October, but especially because if we doing the Ministry of Magic with the Fantastic Beast section, I want to wear my Harry Potter robes again. Got to. That was lit when we did it last time. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for the whole thing. Um. It's a been a it's a very big project for Universal. Mm-hmm. Like their like their whole thing is like the worlds are like these hubs. So it's like when you walk like into the main part, it's not very obvious until you walk into that area that you're entering like this different universe. Right. So that'd be dope. Yeah, and even at Universal and the Islands of Adventure, like at Universal, they've completely ripped out all the Shrek shit. And it's going to be Minions. So that's supposed to be dropping sometime this summer. And then it's a rumor, Islands of Adventure, that Poseidon's Fury area that was closed down when we went. There's a rumor that they're going to flip that to Legend of Zelda. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm interested okay. to see how they would, how they're going, what they're going to implement. If that, if that's true, but that's the I, rumor. That could look. That could look really nice. It I'm could. like, 
I'm not the hugest Legend of Zelda fan, but I respect the franchise. If like that'd be dope. I respect the franchise, and based on what Poseidon's Fury already looked like, I think it's fitting that Legend of Zelda is the next thing that they put right there. Yeah, I think they could reuse some of the elements. So they fit. really going into this Nintendo like partnership for Universal, huh? Like they really like delving deep into it. Well, with Mario and Zelda being like their, I would say, Pokemon too. I really, I really don't know if they would ever like implement Pokemon into any of these theme parks. But Super Mario and Legend of Zelda are like one of their top selling IPs. So yeah, with Super Nintendo World getting the bang that is already getting on top of the movie, like the games, and then they make the park, and then they made the movie. So it's like, why not expand into their next best-selling IP, which is Legend of Zelda? Yeah, and then, honestly, if they do do a third one, Pokemon would be the immediate Okay, Pokemon is the obvious choice, but I'm very interested to see how they would implement that. If they did Pokemon in Universal, Stuff that they would have to do that I'm pretty sure they would do. You would need the Pokemon Center and the Pokemart. It depends on which generation of Pokemon. I think if they did like a Lugia Ho-Ho ride, like a roller coaster, and you got the birds attached, that could be cool. But anything past Sinnoh, like if you get a black and white, I think you I may think, lose people. I, yeah, I, I definitely think it depends on what generation. I honestly think... If they were to ever do something, they're gonna go with the OG, Pikachu yeah. and all them. Like that's everybody just, knows that's it. just quick. That's quick money. Like my mm. brother knows who Pikachu is, and he don't even watch Pokemon. He ain't touch exactly. in the Go League, but he know who Pikachu is. Exactly. And my only question is like, how do you make it interactive? Like Pokemon, the big thing is the Pokemon, but these they're not real, you know. So it's like one having them all around. Like when I walk through, because there's like stuff you got to bring in. Like, you know, walking through the tall Pokemon grass and then a Pokemon pop out at you. The fact that every generation of Pokemon has like a lake, there's always a forest, there's a cave at some point in every form. Mm -hmm. If they can integrate that, Probably even like the Safari mode that being a lot of Pokemon. I games. was just about to say that. So this this is my this is me pulling something out my ass. And Nintendo and Universal, if you listening to this and you was like, hmm, that's a good idea. I want my check. But Fact. let me say this. The Super Mario ride, Bowser's Koopa's Challenge. It's cause called Koopa's Challenge in Japan, but I think they changed it to like Bowser's Challenge in the US does augmented reality with the Mario mm-hmm. Kart stuff. So you put on the goggles and you can start seeing like the Mario Kart elements through that. If they made a Pokemon Safari ride with augmented reality for the Pokemon, the Pokeballs, all of that type stuff, mm-hmm. that would be dope. It would be. And depending on how they want to do the architecture, you know how the uh, in most of the Pokemon games they have an area where there's like a huge shopping mall. I think it was really big in like Ruby and Sapphire or it was the Sinnoh League, Pearl and Diamond. Can't mm-hmm. remember if they. It, it, it's so much stuff they can integrate. It's so if, much stuff they can integrate. I just. I would want to know what they would get rid of to implement Pokemon, though. Mm, yeah. They would have to get rid of something like Epic Universe would be the perfect spot for them to do something with Pokemon, but they already decided what those four sections are going to be. They do have 
other room for expansion. But right. Universal is doing this thing with like, okay, we're implementing something new, so something has to go. Like right. with Harry Potter, the Jaws ride went. That whole area went. Minions is getting implemented, so they snatched out Shrek. They snatched out the Jimmy Neutron ride. Yeah. With the the rumor about the Legend of Zelda, Poseidon Fury is shut down. So it's kind of like, what has to go for them to implement Pokemon? They'll just have to buy more land. <laughs> yeah. Because if they did Pokemon, honestly, that could be its own universe to a degree. Because you know how Pokemon got all the biomes and all, like, you got the snowy mm-hmm. mountains, the caves, beach areas, forest areas. Depend- they they could do a lot Hon- of that. Honestly, that could be Universal's Animal Kingdom if they really wanted to. Facts. That could Facts. be their Animal Kingdom, but it's it's Pokemon with, like like you said, the different biomes. They could do something cool with all of the generations of Pokemon just live in these in these biomes. Exactly. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a certain generation of Pokemon. Like I could find a Pikachu the same spot I find one of those uh newer generation electric Pokemon. True. And if they I don't know if they would integrate animatronics, like what if there's like a little aquarium section and you could see like a Gyarados in the water? Like that would be, be cold. dope. But I, I honestly think they might do like the the screens for like stuff like that. Like Yeah. They may have, they may, it may be like a real deal aquarium with like a couple fish in there, but the Gyarados is the mm-hmm. part that's CGI. That'll be cold though. That'll but be it, real it, it, cold. No, it would be cold, but I think, I think some of these theme parks are stepping away from doing heavy animatronics because there's a lot of maintenance with yeah. animatronics. And I think yeah. with the way that everything is going, I think they're really pushing more like CGI, augmented reality, 3D, stuff like that. Bro, imagine if you went to a Pokemon aquarium and you see like a Kyogre swimming towards you. <laughs> Man, I want all of the magic cards. <laughs> Facts. I want bro, all I, the I want all the magic cards. Bro, I'm walking in there, I'm finding some way to safely strap on my one company Pokeballs. I'm cosplaying as Ash. Watch me. Hey, listen, but Speaking of Pokemon and games, let's go ahead and step into our first topic of the day. You know what it had to be. It couldn't be anything else. We have to talk about the Mortal Kombat 1 announcement. Before we get into the discussion, let me just state the facts. Mortal Kombat 1 is supposed to be launching on September 19, 2023, but if you pay for The premium edition or the collector's edition, you get early access starting on September 14, 2023. It takes place in the new era created by Fire God Liu Kang and Mortal Kombat 11. The game will include cross-play and cross-progression, new features including a new fighting system, new game modes, new finishing moves, and the Cameo Fighters assist base, um, what am I trying to say, feature, the beta mm-hmm. drops in August. The characters that have been officially announced are Liu Kang, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Raiden, Kung Lao, Kitana, Melina, Shang Tsung, and Johnny Cage. And based on a leak from Amazon Italy, we have gotten a list of the DLC characters, which include Quan Chi, Omni-Man, Ermac, Peacemaker, Takeda from Mortal Kombat 10, and Homelander. 
Omni-Man gonna be a cold bonus character. Hold on. You said a lot of good stuff. You said a lot of good stuff, but Omni-Man, that is the perfect, perfect addition. I'm just being honest. If they I, was going to pull any non-Mortal Kombat character, Omni-Man, Omni-Man fits. Omni-Man is going to be nice. But I think it's a conflict. To me, it's a conflict putting Omni-Man and Homelander. I know you haven't seen the boys, but mm-hmm. Omni-Man and Homelander basically have the same power set. They're basically off-brand versions of Superman. Right. So I, I feel like it's kind of a... I, other than those two, I think they have a good mix of characters for DLC, but like Omni-Man and Homelander are basically like the same person. Yeah. So is it really, is it really like, you really just gave me one character in the form of two. They could get rid of Homelander then. I need Omni-Man. <laughs> I, th- I think both of I think both of them are going to have really cool movesets, but I kind of yeah. feel like one of those, you could have saved one of those for another combat pack instead of right. the initial, instead of the initial DLC. But bro, I'm that roster, like taking out a DLC, that roster is solid. But Mortal Kombat normally has like what? At least twenty characters? I think my I don't think they're done announcing. I'm hoping right. that they're not done announcing the characters because I already know what you're about to get into. Like the Mortal Kombat roster is huge. It's and big now. Even if you hadn't played Mortal Kombat from the beginning, Mortal Kombat eleven showed you firsthand how mm-hmm. big that roster is without DLC characters. And let me look up. I, and I think they're not done. They can't be done because they haven't right. even showed the special ops characters. We didn't see Sonya. We got the only reason why we officially got Johnny Cage is because of the premium coming with the DLC with the skin for Johnny exactly. Cage, but they haven't announced Sonya, they haven't announced Jax, and off rip you can't have Mortal Kombat without special ops have their, without yeah. Sonya and Jax, so I don't think they're done, and I honestly feel like that Mortal Kombat 1 is that opportunity to bring everybody back, if this is a official reset of the franchise, just bring everybody back and just start killing them as the games. This is the perfect opportunity for them to go from Mortal Kombat 1 to Mortal Kombat 11 again with no issues. Exactly, because they, they ain't announced Baraka. They ain't announced um, Goro. We still, we, they, they, they got a few folks they got to do. They, they I still missing. want my girl Jade back. That's I what need I was my just girl saying. Jade. They haven't announced Jade. We don't know if Kotokan is coming back. Oh, and yeah. I'm, honestly, Honestly, they didn't say Shao Kahn in the DLC characters, Sha- right? Shao Kahn, no, Shao Kahn was okay. not announced, or um, what's her name with with the Black Canary? Um, not divorce. You said K- the one Katana, who Katana's mama. Oh, Sindel. Oh, they, they did not. They didn't announce Sindel. Like I'm honestly. And it could be for a reason with Luke yeah. Kane rewriting the whole timeline. It's at this moment. My big question is, is who did you allow to live in this new era? And who did you, you know, was like, you know, we don't really need you, you know? Exactly. I, uh, and then with the cameo characters, it depends on how they're doing that. Because if it's just a cis base, so, you're not playing as the characters. It mm-hmm. might be like some tag team that come in. Throw a few punches, got a bonus move. So, 
for the cameo fighters for the assist based feature i'm interested to see how they integrate that into the game but i don't think i care too much for it right i and and that just goes into like with all of these announcements there's still so many questions that i have for this game because why include the cameo fighters what are what's the real reason why they're here and are they going to be are they going to be significant enough that I'm going to be like, okay, I really need to learn how to play as these cameo fighters? Because what I read was that you're still going to pick an initial character to play as yeah. on the roster. And you just right. pick one of the cameo fighters as backup. And if it gets to the point that I don't really give a fuck to pick any one of these cameo fighters to really assist me, you know, what's the point? So I really would like to see like how significant are these cameo fighters going to be in this game? Yeah, because I'm going to be honest. In real life, I would have preferred just like a tag team feature or like where I can actually doing, switch back and forth into like, a new character. That, or just keep it how they did Injustice 2 and Mortal Kombat 11 is that you have that we are main characters, but we're on this story together. And when it gets to the fight, I can either be Scorpion or Sub-Zero, Liu Kang or Kung Lao, you know? Yeah. But it's looking like that cameo fighters, that might be something they just fully integrate into multiplayer. And I'm like, uh, it depends on how they do it. Because you, what, who introduced, it was Mortal Kombat 10 that introduced like the little different forms of a character. Like, oh, you get Fire Fist, Liu Kang, or you get Red. The variations, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's still going to be here. You know what I mean? I don't. I could see them getting rid of variations, but I also see them not getting rid of variations because variations were was something that was that next level of Mortal Kombat because when Mortal Kombat 10 came out you know when you and me used to play we would both get Liu Kang but I would always play with a different variation of Liu Kang than you did yeah so it's not like oh you pick the same character as me like no we have the same character but we don't have the same moveset yeah but it's like I'm still thinking like uh Every like most of the stuff sounds all right. It's just that cameo, depending on how they do it, I still think I probably would just prefer tag team, especially if they have an overloaded roster to where I would love like two or three multiple fighters. And it's and it's possible, going back to the roster, it's possible that the roster might be limited just to add more significance to these cameo fighters. If they make if they make my girl Jade a cameo and not a main fighter, I'm gonna be so upset. I'm gonna be so I, upset. They really, like, I really need to see some gameplay. I definitely am going to play the beta in August, but you guys are really going to have to show me why these cameo fighters are significant. Because yeah. at this moment, I could care less. Yeah, I would have prefer- I, I preferred tag team mode. I would have preferred that. Yeah. I would have preferred that. But I do want to get into the trailer. The graphics look insane. Okay. I, I just want to say... I told y'all so. I said this. I said if anybody had to go against Tekken 8, it was going to be Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. It was going to have to be Mortal Kombat. I'm looking at the videos from the Street Fighter 6 beta on Twitter, and it looks fun. Street Fighter is a specific taste. Right. It looks fun, but if you look at the graphics from Tekken 8, Mortal Kombat was the only one. That yeah. was going to 
meet that standard. And from the trailer, it looks like it is. It looks mm-hmm. like it is. Those graphics are so nasty that the fatalities are getting hard to watch. That ending fatality when Liu Kang did them dragons on Shang Tsung and took hey. his head and dragged it, used it to split his body. Hey, bro. I was like, Liu Kang ain't supposed to be doing all that. <laughs> the fa- the fata- y'all, the fatalities big ups to Mortal Kombat for as they made a new installment of the game that the fatalities just kept looking better. But y'all, it's getting it's getting realistic. Like the fact I was like, mm, what is he doing? The, like <laughs> these fatalities finna make you go like, uh, uh, don't do that. Honestly, no more. <laughs> like you was talking about, like what Omni Man. Like let's go from animated Omni Man and the damage that, like how gruesome and brutal, invincible that was. train thing. Yes, and dragging that to what they could really make his fatalities in Mortal Kombat is going to. I have to let you guys know it's going to be disgusting in a good way, in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to yeah. be. It's going to be disgusting. And, bro, the way the story is looking, like, because the way they, they displayed in the trailer, it's like some rivalries are going to become friendships, new rivalries or plays on old rivalries may be changed. Like, okay. Sub Zero and Scorpion kind of squashed day beef once they realized right. who the or real never, enemy or never, was, or, or never had it to begin with. Like the whole thing being a reset is exactly. that some of these these well known beefs could be non existent at this point. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, are they finna get to boxing? Who's the new enemy? Like this, my. One thing that stood out to me in the trailer is that Lou, though, like they kept doing this repetitive of like you choose your own destiny. Like you could choose to be ri- rivals or you can choose to be brothers. You can choose to, you know, <coughs> squash the beef or you like when they zoomed in on Katana and Melina and it was like you guys could live in peace or you guys can bring back up this sibling rivalry again. Mm-hmm. And it and it to me it kind of feels like that this type of game is going to be like a choices. Yeah. Like do we do I want to start back the beef between Sub Zero and Scorpion, or did I really like you know how they did in Mortal Kombat 11 with them coming together for the greater good? So, you know, let's just squash the beef and see what this can be. Exactly, it's going to be interesting because then I want to know are how many RPG like elements like is it just going to be like regular choice? Because I think Mortal Kombat 11 you could pick like your fighter that you fight with. Mm-hmm. But is there going to be like real changes to the story? Like, could you and me experience different sides of a story depending on how we make choices? That's what it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. With the groupings, and it, it all goes back to like the groupings. Katana and Melina. There's a lot of choices that you can make with those two characters. They can send the story two different ways. Scorpion and Sub Zero. There's a lot of different choices you can make to have that story go different ways, and even with. Liu Kang, Raiden, and Kung Lao, there's even this, even in that with them being cool, you can make all three of them have beef. Like, just based yeah. on how the story goes. Yeah, and I want to know, even though it was a reset, do people still have their past memories? Are they still aware and they're just in a new world? You know what I'm saying? That's a good like point, when, too. Like how Sub-Zero much Sub-Zero and Scorpion walked up on each other, it almost looked like there was some was familiarity. They yeah. Was like, they now, like... It could be... That's a very good question. 
But like, how much did Liu Kang keep the state the same? And it could be a ghost memory. Like, you ever seen those shows where people lose their memories, but then they see some somebody in like that unconscious instinct? It's yeah. like I need to whoop your ass. I don't know why I need to whoop your ass, but just something <laughs> well, in me I, I is telling like me to you. whoop your ass. <laughs> so that. That could be, it could be that with Sub-Zero and Scorpion, like that one scene could have been like, I don't like you. And Scorpion was like, "Mm, I know you from somewhere. I could work with you, but I don't think I mess with you for real. Yeah, it's it's something about you I don't really fuck with. But it, it could be that. They could have like a ghost of memories, like something in them unconsciously is like, on defense mode when they when they see these people but they don't really know mm-hmm. why exactly I, I and that and that could be why shang soon shang soon probably came up you'd be like oh you thought she was gonna rewrite history let me show up and shake the table a little bit and that plays a part too because i'm like for him to be angry did luke kane just make him a bad person all over again like he had to like come back and be like oh this a new world or i'm like, still finna take over i could i could imagine shang soon figuring out if this is a reset and i luke kane know what happened to everybody but y'all just don't know i could see shang soon on the outside being the first one to be like so that's what you did exactly and start you know shaking the table Exactly, or on some, you became a god, now I want to become a god. You know what right. I'm saying? There's no telling like, what Shang Tsung would try to do. Like, he pops up and he's like, I remember you, Liu Kang. And that ain't I, fair. <laughs> and that ain't fair. <laughs> you take Raiden's powers, but I can't. Mm-mm. But I can't? Okay. I'm, I'm very... I'm interested to see what comes after this point. The fact that it's dropping in September, we're... Four months away, yeah, is insane. Nah, I respect Nazarene for that too. They said, "Nah, we done. We pretty much done with the game. It's it got to be gold by now." Yeah, Ooh, here we go. We ready. It, it's like there's we have room to think, but we don't. We don't mm-hmm. have too much room to think too much about this game because at this point, it's going. In three yeah. months, the beta is gonna drop. I'm pretty sure they're gonna show a couple more trailers. IGN, GameSpot, all of them are probably going to get first touch on the gameplay features and everything that's coming. Like, at this point, we're running. Yeah. But, bro, this going to be a lot of combos to learn with Tekken and Dragon Ball Budokai Tenkaichi 4. This is a lot of combos to learn. <laughs> going to be context switching between games. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Now, with Tekken, they did say that one of the new things that were coming with Tekken 8 is that they're making a, I won't call it a dumbed down. But like a simple version of the combos. Cause you know in Mortal Kombat, when you press pause and you have that main combo menu. Yeah. It's like here's these simple combos that you can learn right quick. But then if you actually go to the move set, here's everything. So right. Tekken is supposed to be doing something like that. That with some of the combos, they have a simplified, simplified version of some of the combos that they have. Right. Um, and I, I thought that was pretty cool because them Tekken combos be hard as hell. They do, but one thing I like that Mortal Kombat 11 did, you know, you could pin your combos, I think like five of them, to the screen while you're fighting, so if you're still learning, you could just look up. I kind of did like that feature. I think you could do the same. I think I saw something in the Tekken 8 gameplay that you can do that as well, that you could pin it to the screen. That would be dope. 
That would be dope. So, I'm excited for both. I We told you guys, even though we may have had some wrong information initially, we told y'all. Yeah. We told y'all that this is the year for fighting games. Even if Dragon Ball is not coming out this year. Street Fighter, we still don't know when exactly Tekken 8 is supposed to be coming out. And then Mortal Kombat. I honestly think that Tekken is going to come out this year. I know they said somewhere between 2023 and 2024. But I just don't feel like y'all can let Mortal Kombat come out September and don't turn around and drop Tekken 8. There's no way. It's no way Namco is going to let Street Fighter 6 and Mortal Kombat drop without them. I I will say this, though. I will say this, though. The time that they release would be very. It 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 it, it would it, they would have to take a lot of time to figure out when they want to release because even if they drop it, Mortal Kombat, you're still picking one of the other fighter fighting game. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people are like us where they just get all the games Tekken, they want. But and, but my thing is is that Tekken has already shown so much. We are getting that char- is true. We are getting character trailers every other week. For Tekken, True. they've already shown gameplay. We know it's coming. To be honest, I'm surprised it ain't already been announced that it was going to come before Mortal Kombat. Because it looks complete. It looks complete. I don't know what they're waiting for. But at this point, at this point, that twenty between 2023 and 2024 needs to go. Yeah. And y'all need to drop it as soon as possible. Like, even if it has to be holiday 2023. Like, y'all, at this point, you cannot let Street Fighter Six and Mortal Kombat get the jump on you. Because we're almost at the halfway point, halfway mark of the point of the year. What other games are supposed to be coming out? The Assassin's Creed Mirage games. Spider-Man's supposed to be coming out. Spider-Man. So, like, but I, I'm just saying fighting games, period. Yeah. Fighting games, period. Because... Yeah. Tekken 7 came out, and I think maybe a year or two after Mortal Kombat 11 came out. Mm-hmm. But I, I honestly, I the only reason why I said that they have to do something now is because you've already been showing gameplay. Right. It would have been different had we not known anything about Tekken 8. Mortal Kombat 1 came out, and then it was like, okay, is Tekken going to do something? But you guys have already shown us so much. Yeah, they shown us more than Mortal Kombat, meaning they should be coming out in like August. They yeah. should be coming out in so, August. So like I I would not be surprised if in the <sighs> next month or a couple weeks we get a release we get a official release they don't take in. I would not be surprised. Mm-hmm. I need to watch these character trailers. I ain't gonna cap. I've been missing all of them. I've I've been keeping up with them. I've been keeping up with them. I need to go back and watch them. But um, moving on to the second topic, I do want to have our usual seasonal anime discussion on what's been going down. I've, I mainly want to talk about Demon Slayer Season 3, Hell's Paradise, and I did watch the first episode of Mashal. I still need to watch the most recent episode of Demon Slayer, but how you feel? I, let's, let's, I know we're going to enjoy Hell's Paradise, but let's talk about Mashal. How you feel about it? That... Shit was funny. I knew you would like it. Like, just like from that first scene of when he broke that door and he was like, ah, let me go fix it. And he started banging that John sideways. I was like, this is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) But the 
when it, when it got to the end of the episode, because, you know, when you see the intro, it's like, okay, he doesn't have that mark on his face, but he has the mark on his face in the intro. So, like, how do we get to that point? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a very interesting concept. So now I'm... I know you've already you already watched like the six episodes. Yeah, I'm already fully been caught out. up. Yeah, but it definitely grabbed my attention because it's one of those. Hey, you don't have these special abilities, but we need you to blend in with these people who have the special abilities. So I'm really interested to see how they do that going forward. But it definitely has my attention, and the humor that's in it. I I like it. I like it. it I'll be real because I ain't gonna spoil nothing for you. It's a, it's a, it's a solid anime. Like if you, for the folks who ain't checked it out, if you like One Punch Man, it's literally like One Punch Man's stupidity and humor mixed in with some random mangaka's opinion of Harry Potter. Like yeah. legit, there yeah. are so many Harry Potter elements in this. Like essentially, somebody in Japan said, "I want to make a parody anime that's as funny as One Punch Man, but I love Harry Potter. How can I make this happen?" And they did it. Here's my That's favorite franchise and my favorite anime. Boom, national. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly what happened, bro. And it it's executed pretty well. They're doing a good job. Like it caught my attention. I had to fall off of other animes. Like Konosuba and Dr. Stone. I loved the original Konosuba. I enjoyed the first three seasons of Dr. Stone. But I was like, I'm watching too much. So y'all are gonna be put on hold. Yeah. I'm watching everything else episodically, though. <laughs> yeah, so I, I watched the first episode this morning, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So it's definitely been added to my roster for this season. Nice. But let's go backwards. Let's get into Hell's Paradise. Fire. Absolutely. It's dope. Absolute heat. heat. It's dope. I haven't watched the episode that dropped today, but we've got to the point where they found out the... Uh, Damn, I forgot what they called those those beings that got the elixir oh, yeah. of life. What what are those folks called? I'm not. I haven't caught up with all the names yet because they don't reiterate it enough. We'll just say the monsters on the island. The island mo- but not monsters. the but not the monsters. The people monsters. Oh yeah, the ah, uh, they're like miniature gods or whatever. Yeah, they're not hermit. They didn't call. I think they alluded to them being hermits, but that's not the name they gave. Them. I forgot the name that they gave them, but. Hell's Paradise, one, I have to give the ups to Mappa. Once again, Mappa takes a W. Yeah. Once again, Mappa takes a W. But it's it's given me, as far as like maturity and gore, it's very much Chainsaw Man. But I really enjoy the story as well. It's funny that you say that because I think the manga community has coined it like the dark three or something for Chainsaw Man, Hell's Paradise, and Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm-hmm. Like they all, they basically like associate those three franchises together. And I can see why. I, Hell's Paradise... I definitely see like the line between uh, Chainsaw Man and Hell's Paradise is a straight line for me. Like from episode mm-hmm. one, it was a straight line. <laughs> Gruesome, not afraid to attack mature topics. Mm-hmm. They had them women in that tree who turned to the one the one that was a woman and then he turned into a man <laughs> but like but then like the themes of it as well and and then it finding a way to sneak in like that humor inside of yeah as well and gabi maru is a very solid mc i yeah he's my type of mc like i, like I relate him. to I relate to MCs like him more than I relate to like the Naruto's and them. Mm-hmm. And I, I mess 
obsessed with it. And his little relationship with um Sagiri. what's the old girl name? Sagiri. I like I like that little bond that they're developing, especially because she cold. Like when we found out that she, she actually fired. Yeah. I was like, okay. Okay. And it was just like, you know, you just not real confident about yourself right now. But when she was like, let me shake this shit off right quick, I was like, okay. Yeah. And and all of all the rest of it was like, she's a woman. That is like, the reason like why that. she'll never be the leader. Like that but whole, her sore skills. Hey, <laughs> that whole episode when that dude was like, You need to go home. Like you don't need to be here. Like, I will when I finish fighting this monster, I will escort you on the first boat back. Like, listen, mm-hmm. it's the shit's getting real. We need you to birth babies. And she was like, number one, fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> Forget you. I'm a samurai too. And then she's she's been showing it. She's been like very um headstrong, but also very compassionate at the same time. Like mm-hmm. she is a very well developed female character. Yeah. And and I like Definitely. it. I also like how they're because I don't know if they're doing a full-fledged character ensemble, but I like that they're showing us what other characters are going through to, like, really let us, the viewer, know, like, mm-hmm. hey, this stuff is, like, dangerous. Like, the guy in the samurai who, um, the folks who try to sell out, and then yeah. they realize, ain't no getting off this island. Yeah. You see the two brothers who, one became the, um, samurai and all of them working together, and they're fighting. They actually fighting the folks that Gotham just learned about. And then what's the other guy that's with the... There's another group. I just can't remember their names, but oh, the one who ended up losing his um hand or something because he had to cut it off and everything. Yeah, yeah, that group. It it's so much going on at once. Like, arguably, I might have to rewatch the past few episodes because it's like so many animes going through my head at the same time. I but it's honest, good. It's good, and I honestly think that they're showing like these different people because everybody has a different piece. Of this puzzle. Like the episode that exactly. I watched last night is when Gabby Maru and them were with the tree guy and the little girl. And the tree guy's telling them like about those people monsters. But the brothers exactly. have already, you know, they've already banged with the people monsters. So it's kind of like we're going through their stories because we're getting pieces of information that Gabby Maru and them haven't gotten yet. So then it feeds exactly. into that interest and that suspense. And, it's like and when that you anticipation. Guys, that anticipation of like when you do run into these guys, how are you going to handle that situation? Because we already didn't see how they get down. And the fact that they work with that Kanoichi and she ain't even on their side. She is so <laughs> funny. She is so funny. They... That tree man was like, you know, I'll take you to your village. I got food. She was like, we don't trust you. We just met you. I got bath water, bath water. Bath water, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I I mess with her. I mean and and all the anime um um 2D girl lovers on Twitter, they went crazy. Hey, that one hey. scene, it was that one scene, and I was like, you know, I can't even blame them. That's like that's like the Maki equivalent. Yeah. Of this anime, that that scene where she yeah. did that move on Gabby Marvel, I was like, I don't blame you. They they finna go crazy with that. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I knew it. I knew what y'all like. I see it. I see it. It was. It already happened. It already happened. As soon as I finished watching the episode, the clips just start popping up, and I was like, Yep. Okay. All over the timeline. <laughs> All over the timeline. Like, yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she can flip me any day. Okay. <laughs> 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 I, I look, I'm not mad at what y'all like. It, I'm it's not, cool. I'm not mad. Like what you like. <laughs> I'm not mad. 
But moving on to the last one, we have Demon Slayer Season 3, The Swordsman Village art. Now, this is a very in- interesting conversation for us because we've already read the manga. But yeah. So how do you feel about the art as it translates from manga to animation? The animation going crazy. Honestly. That, as listen, always. Bro, as always. Everybody was like, let's go back a few episodes. When Muichiro first got introduced and like the demon came in. No, not when he first got introduced, but when him and Tundra were having that one-on-one and the demon walked in and Muichiro just hit that little rotation or unsheathed his sword before Tundra could even react. Mr. Breezing. And I was like, hey. was it in the manga? Did I see this in the manga? I don't remember this. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember when we said this. This may have been a previous Demon Slayer conversation, but I know one of your biggest things was how are they going to animate these breathing styles going forward? And that misbreathing, that's hey, that's probably the most fire, bro. Like not even that. Cap. That is next. That's next to sound for me. Mist breathing, like I was like, huh? but because it, it's smooth. Like, how do you <laughs> personify mist? And that that's it. It's smooth. It's slow. It catches you before you realize what's going on. Like you know how you drive in fog, but you already in the fog, and it's like yeah, you already there. But it's like it creeps up on you, and the animation style is like it creeps up on you. So fire, bro. So fire. And this this is a. I'm not gonna spoil none for y'all y'all anime onlys. This is where the turning point comes into the franchise. We need to have a conversation offline because I honestly feel like season three is going to end where I think it is. I think it's going to end at the point where shit hits the fan. It, Yeah, because as far as we've made into the village, yeah. I think this season is going to end when shit hits the fan. Unless it's only 10 episodes, yeah, it's finna go down. I think I think we're getting really close to where they're about to end those demons. And when they end those demons, shit is about to hit the fan. And that's all I have to say on that. And, bro, they finally learning more about the history of the Hinakami Kagura. They, like, y'all, y'all finna see some. Y'all they, have seen the upper level, um, they the are, upper moves. They building, they are building I like how they're building this up. And them upper moves go crazy. Y'all talking about his design, saying he's the best design ever. That man is evil. I'm I'm ready for Doma. Doma is my favorite. I'm I'm ready. Doma for uh, ooh, I, ooh, you just brought up the memory of ooh, that Doma. Ooh. Doma, Doma, Doma is my favorite. I'm 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 ready. Like we're getting close to the end. I just want to let the animes only know that we're we're getting to the end. And, and tears will fall. Yeah, it's about to get it's about to get something serious. But the animation is on point as always. The humor is still there. The heartstrings are still there. I just watched the episode last week's episode when they finally get into Ginya's backstory. Yeah, like it's it's still it's. I would say that Demon Slayer has not lost its thump. And you know what's crazy? That episode where they ended with Genya with the demon eyes, and everybody was like, 
what is this guy? And it just ended right there. I was like, that was perfect. Y'all did that perfect because that's how I was when I was reading the manga. I was like, yeah. I was like, what? Why is he phoning? What? Why is he phoning like, at the map? <laughs> like, who is this like, guy? I Demon Slayer has not lost his thumb. It hasn't. Hey. It's... I don't and I don't I don't think it will. As long as they keep with this animation studio. As long as they, you know, keep doing their thing and adapting. As long, I just wish they would stop doing stupid shit when it's time for a new season. That's the that's my only gripe yeah. with Demon Slayer. Yeah. When you guys keep doing this stupid shit, when it's time to do a new season, the movie being turned into episodes, then we having to watch the last. It's the movie, the the movie. Like they milk it. They gonna milk, they gonna milk this franchise, bro. Like I'm a this last this last arc. Let's just be honest. They gonna milk this last arc crazy. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they pull an Attack on Titan type scenario. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that because shit's gonna get real, and I I just don't. Some of those pieces that I remember from the manga, I just don't see that being a twenty minute episode. I don't. I'm gonna tell y'all for real up front. I do not see these last couple chapters of Demon Slayer being episodes. Yeah, they they're gonna they're gonna be movies turned episodes turned specials. It's like it's, it's about it's about to go down. You heard it here first on the Blurred Mob podcast. It's about to go down for the Demon Slayer fans. Because if I look at my manga, I want to say we only are like five volumes away from the end, aren't ain't it? Last time I checked, we was like in 13 or 14. And it's 27 volumes total of yeah. Demon Slayer, if I remember? Okay. We getting there. But I'm just saying like the... the taking, it most, from, taking it from reading to animation, like some of those panels could be pretty quick. Yeah, that's the thing. The last few cha- volumes of Demon Slayer, it's none but action. It yeah. ain't much. It ain't much. So talking. it's like they could either drag it out or shit finna go. Yeah, yeah. Because most of that, those last two volumes, that's none but action. It's that's n- none but action. It's yo, I. It's just that one thing about Demon Slayer that I wish they would stop doing. I don't see them not stop doing it. Yeah. But I just, I really just wish they would. Yeah, it's not going to add this. Demon Slayer has become like the most popular anime at this point. Like, and not in terms of like leg- legacies like Naruto, but in terms of like right now, folks buying the merch, folks mm-hmm. folks are eyeing it, little kids talking about it to their teachers. They got a Demon ride at anime. Universal Studios Japan. Like, come on. It's that anime right now. So they're just going to milk it. They're just gonna milk it, and I'm gonna watch it regardless. It's it that it's I have that one little nitpick, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep watching. I'm gonna keep watching. Facts. But um, Facts. the last topic. Speaking of curses, we wish to break. The Super Mario Bros. movie has just hit one billion. It is the in the top five is actually number one i looked that up today it's actually number one for the highest grossing video game movies as of 2023 Mm -hmm. and with that y'all know how hollywood works that this movie has success so let's make some more it came out that the, the developers of the legend of zelda are interested in making a movie after the success of super mario bros 
and Nintendo and Sega have started discussions about producing a Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games film. Based on how they've done Super Mario Bros. And I I even want to bring up Detective Pikachu because Detective Pikachu is fire. Mm -hmm. But in Sonic, once they fix the Sonic design that came out to be really good. I did enjoy the first movie. Is the curse broken for the video game to movie pipeline? Can they do this? I think what it is, and and I don't want nobody who's a fan of these games to get mad at me because I love them as well. I'm just not the biggest fan of Zelda, though, as previously mentioned. I think when they stick to the everyone-rated games, the ones that are meant for kids and it translate what translates well into the screen, I think that is great. Mm-hmm. But the only stuff I worry about is because we forget that Assassin's Creed was made into a video game, too. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, that was made into a movie, too. And that didn't do and well. And that was trash. That Uncharted, was trash. Uncharted didn't do well. Like, um, a lot of those still were not good at all. The Dragon Ball... Now, Dragon Ball was an anime first, but when they turned that... It's, the pipeline seems like it's working well for family-oriented games. I, it seems I like it's working. I would agree with that. Cyberpunk somehow did a great job turning into an anime, which was interesting. It, I loved it. But, but I'm going to let you finish. I got a counterpoint on that. It depends on who's producing it. What I would say is it depends on who's producing it, if they're a fan and what division is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to counterpoint your cyberpunk thing, I think with series, it's different. Yeah. I think series have a lower risk of audience who they need to watch this as movies does because if they turned around and said they were making a cyberpunk movie that's a different level of expectation than saying we're doing a cyberpunk anime and if they was going for live action it would be completely different too exactly so i i think for cyberpunk going the series route worked out very well for them versus if they said hey we're gonna make a cyberpunk movie because that's Two totally different expectations. Yeah. I think, I agree with you. I think the video game to movie pipeline has been working really well for the family-friendly franchises. But I also think that the people who made those movies really care about the franchise. Nintendo was directly involved in the Super Mario Bros. movie, which is a good to me a good piece of the reason why it came out like it did the references mm-hmm. the storyline you know keeping it true to mario friend fans and making it enter- and i think illumination came into the point of making it enjoyable for little kids and family exactly detective pikachu if you could see have you seen detective pikachu no, I haven't. If when you watch Detective Pikachu, it is a family-friendly story, but if you look at the way that they that those Pokémon look, that was care. Yeah. And they didn't just pick specific Pokémon to be in this movie. All of them are in this movie. And the way that they look, there's no cheap CGI. Mewtwo looks dope 
I saw growlers. I saw like 20 growlers running around, Arcanines, Pikachus, Blastoids, all of them. Like the designs on those Pokemon were amazing. And that's care. And if we yeah. and if we even want to talk about Sonic, despite how it happened when they fixed the design and did yeah, Sonic good. and did Tails and did Knuckles. It it looked good. So I feel like as long as from the video game to movie pipeline, people really have to care about these franchises and yeah. not just trying to make a blockbuster movie because let's go back to the Avatar The Last Amberton thing. That guy didn't even watch Avatar and was just like, yeah, we're just going to make it a movie. And we see how that turned out. Let's not even talk about the most recent Mortal Kombat movie, which was trash. Yo, let's let's like, let's hold on. They just casted um uh, what is her name? Is it Tati Gabriel from You? She's been in a couple stuff because she was in Uncharted too. She yeah, just got casted as um yeah, Jade. Tati Gabriel just got casted as Jade in Mortal Kombat 2. And I am no better than a man because I was like, you know what? The sequel, the, the sequel might not be a bad idea. <laughs> but, 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 but to your, but to your point, yes. And and here's the thing: it depends on how they want to bring these franchises to life. Because one thing that Nintendo made sure to do with that Super Mario movie, they said we're bringing our video game to life. We're not making this live action. This looks like a high quality video game now i know sonic did something different and detective pikachu did something different but i want these producers to not think everything has to be human live action let's talk about Super mario proved that if you do quality 3d animation you got a movie works you got a movie but and when you mentioned that, I really... So they say Nintendo and Sega are in discussion to make a Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. On which front is that movie happening? That's my biggest concern about that. Because Sonic has already went the live action route. And Super Mario Bros. is going the animated route. What front is this Olympic Games supposed to be on? I'm going to be honest. The only way it can look good is if it's animated. I'm gonna be real. Yeah, I, that might that might be controversial. The only way it can look good is if they do it just like they did the Mario games. The games and, on the big screen and with I, great graphics. I really think they have to pull away for Sonic. To I feel like they're going to have to pull away from the lore that's been in these past two movies because otherwise yeah. it's not it's not going to make sense. Yeah, it's going to have to be separate. I think that with Nintendo and Illumination, they have a chance at a degree to keep the same lore that they've established in the Super Mario Bros. movie and just make it seem like Sonic just lives in this other universe and Mario just ended up, all the Mario people ended up on there on accident. I think they can make that work. But the way these past two Sonic movies have went, I really think they're going to have to pull away from that to make a merger between Mario and Sonic work. Otherwise, I just don't think it's going to make sense. I think that would be perfect if they just, they merged it well, they just stuck to 3D animations. I feel like that would be perfect, especially if they do that for Zelda. I don't think they should even bring Zelda into some real... I don't think... I I could see it working, but they shouldn't do it. 
for Zelda, I think it should be animated. I'm I'm very curious on what how they're gonna like who's gonna be the main character because Link doesn't talk. Well, we kind of made the same argument for Mario. But no, 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 that's it's not it's not the same it's not the same argument because Mario makes noises. He has phrases. We've heard him say some words. Name name one. Give me one tagline from Link. Give me one. Spinning the spinning the (laughs) from Smash Bros, bro. That was in some of the older games, if I remember correctly. So. No, I. You, you, you gotta give me another example. That's not a good one. No, no. <laughs> that's not a good one. That's not a good one. That's like that's like you asking. That's like you asking me for a Mario Tech line, and I say, "Whoa, like what? That counts." But Mario no. has the Let's Go, Mama Mia. He what? Give me something that Link says on that no, level. Because no. he doesn't have anything and he doesn't talk. Like, this is even worse. This is even worse than the Mario conversation. <laughs> this is even worse than the Mario conversation. <laughs> like, what? Like, Zelda, like, if they make a Legend of Zelda movie, like, Zelda has to be in the movie 24-7. Or this is going to be a silent movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he has to have some buddies that talk. And he just, you know, he nods. But, like, he can't be... We just can't follow him by himself. (laughs) I would... I'll be honest. I would be interested. I would be interested. Because I'm not the biggest Zelda fan. So, my expectations are nearly as high as the folks who've been playing since Ocarina of Time. Mm -hmm. Like... Like, our boy on the mob, they've seen Antoine on the video, so we can say his name. Him, I want to see what he wants from it. You know what I mean? Like, since he grew up with the franchise, I'd like to see his expectations for that. Because me, they're not that high. I wouldn't be surprised if they do make a Legend of Zelda movie and they continue with the animation style that's been in Breath of the Wild and now Tears of the Kingdom. I can see that. Now, I, I think it would be, with the, the animation, the illumination type, type animation fit Super Mario because you know you got Super Mario 3D, the way they've been doing Mario Party and all of that other stuff, but the way they've been doing the new Zelda games, I think they have to do a different type of animation for that. Yeah, because even because even if you look at older games like Twilight Princess on the Wii, I think they try going for a more mature esque thing, like more dark and gritty. Mm-hmm. So it depends on how they want it. It depends on which route they go. I it all it goes back to is is really just you know the audience. Mm-hmm. But I I I just hope I hope that Super Mario's proved y'all can do three D animations and they do just as good, if not way better, than live action. Give these voice actors the time to shine. I just. I really just think it's the medium. Like, Super Mario found a very good medium, and and with it already being a family-friendly franchise, Mm -hmm. that's, you know, it's it's nothing to, you know, convert this into a family-friendly game. But I think when we get into the games with, like, the mature audiences, I think it's a bit difficult because at some point, I think at some point you have to make it live action, you know? Like, it, like, it, let, it, let's just let's just talk about let's just talk about Uncharted and Assassin's Creed. As a movie, do you honestly believe that 
they could have made that animated content and put it in theaters. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If they, because Assassin's Creed tries to go for realistic styles, mm-hmm. but everything that happens in there is unrealistic. Now, I'm not mad at that. My issue is that when they made that a movie, they tried too hard to fit it into reality mm-hmm. versus just fitting into the Assassin's Creed universe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think... If they do live action, they need to understand that even though it's a game and it looks unrealistic in terms of the stuff they do, just keep it because that keeps it true to the world. Part of the reason we hated the previous Mortal Kombat movie was because they tried to give us a random character to try to be our audience surrogate versus just sticking to Johnny Cage or who we know. Mm-hmm. They tried to integrate how the game actually works and try to make it seem more realistic and merge it into reality when that's not Mortal Kombat. That's not Mortal Kombat. That's not how it was. It is outrageous violence, outrageous expectations. It's unrealistic based in reality. Just do that. Just do that. You know what I mean? I- I agree. I was going to say, I think the big issue inside of live action adaptations is that they take it literal. Live action, real people, and they really, they take it literal and it's like, okay, how do we try to mesh this to reality? And it's like, well, the franchise that you're taking is not very realistic at all, so I don't I don't think that's what we need to go for. I think exactly when you make it live action, yes, use real people. But we've seen so much special effects and CGI that we know what you can do. If they can make these big-ass trucks and Transformers, you can do this shit that they just did in this game. Look, and, and look, even with Assassin's Creed, it wasn't nothing but him going back in time to, like, Renaissance era, old medieval Italy, and all this other stuff. Just make the hay barrel super thick. That's all you gotta do. Just put extra hay in the barrel when Ezio jumps off the ledge. They're like, if y'all do another game, if y'all do Mortal Kombat, we understand Scorpion shooting fireballs. Just let him shoot his fireballs. You can make the blades look realistic. Just let him shoot his fireballs. I, it is what it is. Yeah. I think, I think they focus... I I feel like some of these movies focus a little bit too much on the reality aspect when the franchise that you're adapting from is not realistic at all. It's unrealistic. Like, and that's the joy of it. That's what makes it good. Like, I think the expectation because we already have the expectation. Mm -hmm. We want to see Liu Kang turns into this big dragon thing, and then bite your head off. Right, but then you doing something else is like oh. Okay. I get it. Like he can't really do that in real life, but it's 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 in the game, you know? That's what we're used to. Even how they changed like the game up and how it was interpreted in the movie, like I see what y'all are trying to do, but we ain't need that. Yeah. We need that. Just take us to the arena in the netherworld or whatever or whatever wherever shall comes from and throw us in there. Yeah. Let them fight. That's what we want to see. I don't know. But I'll be my closing statement on this topic is that I would be I'm interested to see if this Zelda movie yeah. turns from an interest to reality. And if they are planning to do this Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, I'm very interested to see what medium they choose. 
I'm gonna say it now for four years later we can come back to this. Yeah. If they if they make a Zelda game into a movie and it turns out good, Kirby and Metroid right coming right up next. Star Fox, possibly. I can see I, Kirby being a series. I, I I can't see a Kirby movie. I can see Kirby being in a, a cute little series. It would be either Kirby or Metroid. I'm leaning Metroid. I'm leaning Met as far as movie Metroid. Yeah. I can Kirby could be a series. Star Fox would be fun. So that would be see Star the, Star Fox being a series. That'd be the animated Star Wars Star Trek competitor. Right. Which would be kind of cool. I could see that being a series. Metroid, I could see going both ways. Because you have mm-hmm. that alien predator type feel to yeah. Metroid. So I could see that being in theaters. But we'll see. They you know, when Super Mario Bros. touched the screen, we started seeing all these graphics about building out this Nintendo universe that eventually leads to Smash Bros. We'll see. Yeah. But with that being said, let's go ahead and shut this down. Once again, Ron, I want to thank you for joining me on another episode of the Blurred Mop Podcast. I want to thank everybody, um, whether you're watching or listening thank you whether this is your first time or your 50th time listening the watches and listens are appreciated make sure you check out those affiliate links and our new link to our Kofi to buy you some stuff and support the mob or if you just want to give us a donation click that Kofi link and you know help us out it goes towards uh promotions equipment um we got hella subscriptions to stuff just to make you know this content yeah <laughs> canva stream yard we just got a descript so we can put these captions on these snippets so i mean like whatever you you can do it helps don't think we just finna buy some manga and funkos if y'all subscribe that's no and allowing that no <laughs> no it's definitely going to the equipment to making sure that the blurred mob podcast can provide you guys with this great and enjoyable content mm-hmm. um follow us on social media we're on instagram at the blurred mob pod we're on twitter at the blurred mob and you can find us on facebook and tiktok at the blurred mob podcast and with that being said this is the mob checking out Peace. Hands up. If you love them where you at, stand 10 toes down. Shot sure ain't no looking at. You can let them haters hate when they answer where I'm smiling. I just tell them life's great.